everyone. You know what I um I was reminded of the uh, Hulk of Hulk Hogan in the boot wrestling boot band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but it just came up on YouTube mm-hmm. of all places. But I remember you first listening to that in college. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to a few songs and like laughing. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh shoot, this so uh, I I found <clears throat> the one that I liked. That one. Hulkster in heaven. Yeah. Uh-huh. And man, when I tell you the joy was sucked out of <laughs> anything having to do with with that album, <laughs> I was like, God, I don't know what I felt when I was younger. Uh-huh. But looking back, I was like, oh, nostalgic. And then I listened, I was like, no, this is just awful. This is just bad. <laughs> I can't even laugh at it. I can't even not find really? it. Really? Oh man, I still love it. <laughs> you still I mean love I haven't it. listened to it for a long time, but it definitely scratches an itch. <clears throat> See, I don't know. Another Hulkamaniac. <laughs> a so, friend to the <laughs> So, So the idea is a fan of Hulk Hogan's died. Right. And, but the song is called Hulk, Hulkster in Heaven. So he's kind of like gone up there to kind of tip his cap to his fan who died to say mm-hmm. like thanks for being and then he comes back to earth i guess so the top the top comment on this video is rip queen elizabeth <laughs> i took a big sip of water <laughs> someone saw that queen queen elizabeth died and immediately came and looked up hulkster in oh, heaven <laughs> <laughs> What's their username? Uh, Tony Tiger. T e i g e r. I like that. There's thinking about like an alternate universe where all the mascots are real, mm-hmm. and they just <laughs> go to each other's kind of pages and kind of like, yeah. If Tony the Tiger had to mourn, he might go to Hulkster's yeah page. <laughs> Um, Queen Elizabeth dies the first thing <laughs> you load up a holster in heaven and just pay your respects. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, I also came across my YouTube feed has been taken over with just, I think it's because I've, I've looked up enough. I've tried, I've used YouTube to look up enough sound drops uh-huh. that my recommend my recommends are now just sound two, drops. three second long clips. Uh, and this Ted Cruz video popped up in my recommends, uh, from him giving a speech. Have you ever heard this before? Whatever the cost may be, we shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Now, that is not what popped up in my recommends. We shall never surrender. (laughs) 
show that movie. <laughs> Why does he do that with his voice? I don't know. So strange. I love that people are laughing at the end. People of giggle, and he gives this little smirk right after, like you, you know, he knows he messed up. Mm-hmm. It's like he lost control of himself, right? Well, it sounds like he repeated a line. He's like, "We shall fight on the beaches," and then he's like, "We shall fight on the beaches," and it's, it's like his brain panicked. He's like, "Crap, I already said that." <laughs> And then he just goes for his big finish. We shout never. Yeah, he had some mnemonic that he was using to remember it. Yeah, and, and that then he came just out. De- defaulted to the to the <laughs> big finale. Oh god. Oh man, it's funny that. Yeah, I can imagine him going out there and being like, "Okay, I got option A or B. If I'm feeling it, I'm going option B," which is. Something like that. And option A is, yeah, if they're not feeling it, I'm just going to get out of here. And it sounds like, yeah, his brain scrambled. And he went like, option C. <laughs> Never. So it sounds like he's doing like a JFK impersonation. I don't know. Too. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> Randomly, I didn't even want to hit a like on this. So I actually took a screenshot of it. I, somebody shared it on Twitter. Um. Prager U at 418 today just put out a tweet that said, Can you name one thing women do better than men? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that that's Okey-dokey. exactly that's it. It's not even in response to anything. Right. <laughs> it's just like, here's a and, and it's it's Prager U, the big university here. We we think about the 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 big questions. You're right. Name one thing yeah. a girl who, does. Uh, yeah. Who cares? Why are you thinking about this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Four eighteen on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's what you got. Um. I also, this is just a random thing that happened yesterday, but um, I feel like growing up, I've always adapted to what life has thrown at me i've never really like ignored especially like medical recommendations Mm -hmm. i've never fought it when i was like got past a certain age i was like yeah i probably shouldn't drink soda and i I definitely love drinking soda Mm -hmm. i I just kind of stopped drinking soda i bought a um exercise bike this week Mm -hmm. so i can be more mo- going out and walking regularly is also I realize like I can't do that every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know I mean? like I, just because of boredom or yeah, just, just because like and I have headphones <clears throat> and stuff, <clears throat> you know what I mean? But it's it's just the idea of you know, I, I was really good for f- for a while and then I'd just come home from work and be like, I have to cook dinner. I'm not walking my mile. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm hoping that a bike <clears throat> will yeah. But also, like, I, I realized I needed to get a bike because I did a little kind of, like, calisthenics workout mm. little thing. But I'd have to warn Indy when I did it because part of, part of it was just doing some jumping jacks. Because of the noises he would hear coming out of your room? Well, exactly. <laughs> the problem were, were the jumping jacks. Ah. I've never... Like I, I don't know who wrote the story of Rumpelstiltskin, uh-huh. but I think it was like a overweight adult who was doing Wait jumping jacks. What do jumping jacks have to do with Rumpelstiltskin? I, you never feel like you're gonna collapse through the core of the earth uh-huh. more than when you're doing 
jumping jacks. Uh-huh. And just like the whole house when I would, you know, oh, complete yeah, yeah, a jumping jack. And then to try and do like you have 50 to be more of them. Nimble, maybe. Well, that, that's what I was Are saying. you landing flat footed? No, I'd land on the balls of my toes, uh-huh. the balls of my feet. Uh-huh. Balls of my toes. That's I was doing jumping jacks when I had COVID. Okay. Because I was okay. trying to close my, hit my numbers, close my rings. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I was struggling just to do anything. And I would get to like the end of the day and I need like a minute of exercise to close my ring. And so I'd do jumping jacks. Did you tell anybody? I'm telling Before? you now. No, but I mean, like, oh, you no. were worried no, about, I like, the noises. No, I did it silently. No, nobody knew I was doing it. My house also has a crawl space. Mm-hmm. So it does, it made me feel like I was tilting the entire house. Yeah. So all that to say, I was like, I need a, I need something that's a little less, that will make me less self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And riding a stationary bike, I think, is... Yeah. Hopefully that's true. Yeah. The problem with the bike is it just takes so much more time. To get your heart rate to yeah. where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about a rowing machine, but but my I was like, my, I'm going to hurt my back. I know I'm going to like go for a big pull. Well, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, my back is about to split into two. Oh. Um, and I just did road today because I watched the show when I... When I watch the show, I ex, I when I exercise, I watch the show. So, what's your thought for biking? Because I'm thinking I'm just going to bike while I watch a show. Yeah. So if if I bike for an entire show, is that a good bike workout? Yeah. Or or will I need sure. to go like to an entire show, like an hour? Right. Yeah. Sixty minutes. I can do that. Yeah. I think I, I'd rather bike for sixty minutes than walk for twenty. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if. Um, I don't know if I didn't have to walk the dogs. I don't know that I would be walking every single day. Um, I want to talk about your back. I, I do want to, all that, that was all lead up to say, every time I make an adjustment in my life, I feel like age just throws another thing for me to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut out soda and be more active and that will level things out. <clears throat> but... Yesterday, I was out with Indy, and I went into a grocery store bathroom. Mm-hmm. Someone was in the stall. I just hear this person in there, and they <laughs> just go, oh. I hear some noises, and then I just hear them go, that hurt. <laughs> like just quietly, that hurt so bad. And I was, like, washing my hands at the sink. But I also have mentioned that that's happened a lot at work, and and. I work at a university, so there's always someone in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is just using the restroom going to start hurting at some point? Is this something that, that like, old people don't talk about? But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're, like, peeing or pooing, it hurts mm-hmm. every time. Because that's the feeling that I get now. Mm-hmm. Is I'm like, now I'm worried about that. How do I make it where, I, where I'm not out in public and take a dump and go, oh. That hurts so bad. Right. I mean, I take dumps now that hurt bad. But is it regular? No. And when you were younger, you never thought about it, right? I mean, when you're young, you're just so stupid. You don't think about a lot of stuff, you know? You don't register pain when you're younger. 
Yeah. And it certainly doesn't make you think like I'm developing something because <laughs> I'm <Yes>. old. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing. You're like something foreign has to be growing in my body by now. 41 uh-huh. years. And you're telling me that my body's as, as if it was newly born, mm-hmm. my intestines are just like, Nope, we're still good. No, God knows what's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like a, a die is up in there or something. Yeah. We've gone into a very gross territory. Do you want to hear one more really gross thing before we move on? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I was just, it was just one of those things that I was thinking about. And, and, and it's come up a lot lately where people are just like having a tough time in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And as I get older, I'm like, is that just inevitable? And, you know, somebody in particular, it just has been going on for a while. I'm like, can they not do anything for you? Like, is that it? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard old people struggle in the bathroom yeah is is that just par for the course i mean my gut instinct is to just be like showing off is the wrong way to put it <laughs> you think they're, like they're just trying to get attention <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i could also see myself 20 30 years from now just being not caring about anything and yeah. being in the bathroom and like Man, this this hurts. I don't care who's around me. Yeah, because again, like I I'm I'm usually very reactive. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, am I just gonna like? Are they just not doing what they need to do, or will I go see my doctor at one point? And they're like, hurts when you pee. Um, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Right, <laughs> you've got about five do, months. Yeah. Do you, well, no, it's just like that's it for uh, you, oh, you're yeah. you're fine. <laughs> you've but crossed no, that threshold. You've crossed that yeah. threshold. I it see. will hurt now forever. Yeah. Can you tell me, do you have any other symptoms? It's like, no, I just, I, I literally grab the wall every time and like breathe heavily. It's like, oh yeah. I think that that is just, I mean, I think being healthy-ish can push that threshold further down yeah. the line. Eventually you get to it no matter what, right? Well, that, that's what I was asking. Is yeah. That, is that true? Yeah, I think you, I think you have to. I think you can you can control. You know, I I this has always stuck with me. I don't know how true it is or not, and I'm fairly certain I heard it while listening to some dumb idiot call into like um, the Stugatz show on the ESPN radio talk show, sports talk show in the middle of the mm-hmm. afternoon when I was a groundskeeper. Mm. They were doing an interview with somebody or something, and they were talking about getting older, and he said. Something along the lines of you can reverse. (laughs) (laughs) I love how this starts. (laughs) How did he put it? You can reverse anything you've done to your body before you turn 50. Like once you turn 50. So you can smoke. Right. But if you stop. Before you turn 50, you can, like, work it off, basically. Mm. No idea how true that is. I'm almost positive it's not true. Have you lived your life according (laughs) to that principle? Not really. Uh, I mean, but it's always in the back of my mind. It feels kind of right. I mean, my cycle also the past 10, 15 years has been very up and down, right? My weight and my health has gone from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and all the way 
back up again. And so right now I'm back up and I'm kind of in the back of my mind just waiting for the pendulum. Okay, at to some swing. point, right, this is all going downhill again and <laughs> I don't know what to do, you know? Well, so what's up with your back? It, it, I yeah. don't know. It just started hurting. It, but it's just kind of tired, you think? Or do you think you hurt it? No, I don't think I hurt it. It just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you've had that pain in your back <clears throat> where you can't move or whatever. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, I'm getting that pain and it's just tight, tightness, I guess. Mm. And it feels like if I do bend over too far or do su- just one thing a little bit, mm-hmm. it's going to snap and I'm going to be done for like a couple weeks. Yeah, I have a degenerative <clears throat> disc and there are times where it feels literally like my whole entire spine is balanced on two toothpicks. Yeah. They're kind of pressured together. And yeah, one could slip any point but mine is is actual structural mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean our i'm ready to move into the into the show but i do want to hear the gross thing is it gonna lose oh it might it's pretty gross it's well i had it i had a tick last week and i discovered it when i i went i was on the t- i was on the turlet and uh-huh. I went to wipe my butt. And you felt a little nub. And I flicked it with the side of my hand because it had gotten so big and engorged Ooh. that it was sticking off. It was no longer embedded into my Ass. body. It was sticking. Was just on, its head was in. Yeah. Was on your hip? Like, it was like on my, literally on my butt cheek. Yeah. So, and, and then. So I just plucked it off. Well, you, you, got, you got the head. Mm-hmm. So you made sure. Mm-hmm. Did you stick in a bag or are you taking it to a doctor? I flushed it down the toilet. The toilet? Yeah. You're supposed to get it checked out. Yeah, but nah, I'm not worried about oh. that. I've had enough ticks. I don't. And then your back starts hurting. That was last week. Uh-huh. My back just started hurting today. Yeah. The tick was last week? Uh-huh. There you go. Um. Yeah, you You kind of, that's not, that's not gross. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just depends because ticks really freak some God, people out. I, well, now I I feel the need to really gross you out. Okay. But I won't. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm bigger than that. <laughs> but, I, but I just feel disappointed. Mega Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to be disappointing on that end. Uh, one thing I want, a couple things I want to talk to you about. Okay. I don't know if we talked about this. Or if you made me awares of it, the A Life Well Wasted podcast. Did you ever listen to A Life Well Wasted? Yeah. They posted a new episode. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Um, did I? It's, About it's memory? In, yeah, it's in my um, memory. I am... Five minutes in. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It, it it took me a while to get to it too, but it's good. Um, it it's it reminded me that it's basically Radio Lab for video game podcasts, mm-hmm. except and it also reminded me I have not listened to Radio Lab in oh years. Yeah, me me either. <clears throat> um, but it was nice to have it back. Yeah, yeah. No, I was surprised too, and I started it. And I think it was definitely one of those where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this. And, okay, it's back up at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's worth listening to. 
and then I finished Mallory. And strong finish? Not good. Yeah. N- n- it's it's like it's baffling. Yeah. Just I, I don't understand the motivation for wanting to I mean outside of uh, I can make some good money writing a follow-up to this blockbuster book and Netflix movie. I don't understand the motivation. I don't even see how it could even be a de- like I can't even understand the movie of it. It's so it would be so boring. Yeah, we also watched the movie. The movie is it's not terrible. It's not good. It's different from the book. It's significantly different from the book. And and you're talking about Bird Box. Bird Box I'm talking about. Right. Mallory is the sequel to Bird the the book. Yeah. Bird Box. And like the whole point of or at some point in Bird Box, after a certain point, she just stops taking off her blindfold. They're like, yeah, we can't keep this Yeah, up. that doesn't happen in the movie. In the movie, they are constantly taking their blindfold off. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, the movie stinks. But the book, the second book, the first book is so great because it's just like a quick little, it's a good premise. You don't have to think too much about it. This entire second book is nothing but thinking about it. Yeah. It's nothing but exploring the effect of this world on its characters. And guess what? A world that has creatures that destroy you if you look at them is really bleak and not interesting. Um, But they do figure out a way to look at the creatures. Oh. You have a guess? Mirrors. Mirrors. It took somebody 17 years to think of using a mirror to look at the creature. <laughs> I mean, it feels like, doesn't it feel like saran wrap would be like more u- useful? <laughs> right. Just smear some Vaseline. Uh, like, because that would distort the image even yeah. more and it wouldn't just be a, a direct representation. Yeah. yeah like a smeared well, out. Well, the concept was you can look at them through a two-way mirror because, okay, so first of all, Matt, the daughter is immune, of course, because she was born to the woman who saw the creature as she was giving birth, and the baby was still attached through the umbilical cord. So the fear, the, the so however it's transmitted. Yes, yeah, she was immune somehow. So mm-hmm. she could look... And she didn't have any negative effect. Like, she wasn't mm-hmm. written to be like, oh, then there's something off. No, she's no. just like normal. Yep. Oh, but I can look at him. Mm-hmm. It's just you're four-fifths of the way through the book, and it's like, Mom, I can look at them. <laughs> okay. And they're all face, apparently. That's all it is. It's just a face. Everywhere you look, it's a face, right? And so the concept was, or the idea was. She pokes it in the eye. Yeah, the theory was, and of course the sun comes up with the thing, with the glasses, the two-way glasses. And the theory is you have to make them look at themselves because then they have to contemplate themselves. And as a human, you can relate to a contemplating your own existence or something. <laughs> that was the idea. I don't know, man. I I was so on board with that book. I was so excited with Bird Box. And then, man, got Mallory and fell off like two hours in. I was like, I don't know what this book is doing, but I am not on board. Yeah. And um, tried to go back to it, and I still have like four hours left. And I feel like it might as well be like 14. Yeah. It's 
brutal. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. I, I got through it pretty quick. I think that's probably the only reason I finished it. And also because I've uh, used up all of my Audible, Audible. returns. <laughs> <laughs> so. They caught on your scam. <laughs> so I had to finish it. <laughs> um, are you on to the next thing yet? Uh, not yet. I did download that book that Bill was talking about. Which one? Um, the the Martian guy. Oh, Hail Mary. Yeah. Damn it. Just because um, I was reading the premise and it sounded interesting enough. Again, immediately regretted it. I immediately tried to return it, but I couldn't because yeah. I used my and credits. He, that, that author, I read Martian. Yeah. And man, it was insufferable. He writes so insufferably mm -hmm. because he's really good with the science of it, but then he tries to be like cool with yeah, it. Yeah, pop culture. But like in the in the worst way possible. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's someone who has little self-awareness and no one is told like dude, don't do this. It's not working. Yeah. Um I picked up a new book. Uh-huh. Uh Heat 2. <laughs> okay. By Michael Mann. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they talk about that on Chapo maybe or I maybe, might be thinking maybe, Jump yeah. Filter. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm all excited to jump into Heat 2. And that's becoming a movie, right? I don't know. I, I that It's one of those things where did he do it to try and get mm, funding mm -hmm. for the movie? He's back making movies. He's making a Ferrari movie, mm -hmm. which I don't really understand, like, the middle-aged filmmaker's love of movies. I feel like every middle-aged, like, Hollywood director mm -hmm. has made... Um, Ron Howard made one. James Mangold made one. A car movie. Michael Mann is making one. Michael Mann's old, though. He's not middle-aged. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all old. Well, as I get older, everyone above me will be <laughs> middle-aged because <laughs> sure. I'm never, right. never going to get there. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm listening to a new book now. Um, but it's it, it. I was super excited about it. But... Uh, I'm like four hours in, and I the story hasn't started yet. I'm oh, just kind of really? like yeah. waiting for it to like, when is it actually going to, I don't know. Yeah. Writing writing's so hard that I'll give anyone a break, but sometimes I'm like, this is boring for me listening or reading. How did it feel to write? Yeah. Where they just like, oh, I hate this too. You yeah, know? <laughs> right, but I've got to get but through this. This is yeah. how I feed my family, so I'm just cranking this out. Yeah. I don't care. I've been wanting to go back to Heat um, to read. Well, I'll probably watch it with Julia at some point. I was thinking, I'm trying to think if Indy's old enough for it. Yeah. Um, the I, I just realized, like, he's he's just not there to kind of connect with. And, and this is what's weird. His engagement and interest in movies is completely different than mine. Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't really have loyalty to, like, actors and he hasn't really seen anything in the movie that I think he hasn't seen elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of like, show me the good stuff. And I just feel like he is just a little, like you have to know Al Pacino and mm -hmm. Robert De Niro a little bit. I feel like to like really sink your teeth into that. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't want to spoil him. On the, I want to protect heat. I want him to watch it. When sure. He's when he's ready. Yeah. Um, Okay, 
So let's talk about The Last of Us. Yeah, really quick. I do want to give a quick shout out to Good Bad Kate. Oh yeah, the review. We got a really, very nice, really review. nice review. I do I want to what I want to point out, does that username look familiar to you? Good bad. For some reason it seems familiar. I don't know. Very nice review though. I I I appreciate it. Mhm. Uh, the last of us, before we talk about this week's episode, I wanted to jump back to last week real quick and back to, um, you were talking about how the show treats minority characters and how some people felt about that. Man, I, and you gotta go right there. I didn't feel like I made my point. Well, well that's go the, on. that's the problem. I, yeah, I think you made your point just fine. I my problem is that sometimes I'm focusing on trying to keep the show going forward or something else and I lose track and mm-hmm. I'm not able to follow up but after going after re-listening to last week's episode I I want, what I wanted to say was that uh I felt like that was a good kind of a good um demonstration or a good example of what I've been saying about the show which is that it's completely apolitical. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the idea that, that minorities are represented in like the most basic form, like it's lit- just literal representation of different skin colors is kind of uh, uh, the double-edged sword of the show being apolitical, right? Mm-hmm. And typically that stuff kind of bothers me. And I've mentioned it show before about the show, you know, how it's not really about anything. It's not really saying anything. It hasn't bothered me as much as the show has gone on. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I read that. And I can 100% understand why that would be frustrating, but I, especially considering like how well they've done everything else with the show. Um, it seems like they'd be able to like tackle that stuff in a very nuanced, interesting way. Right. But at the same time, I also do like, just like with um, Frank and Bill and Ellie and her friend. Riley. Riley. uh, I do like that. The fact that it's, it's not, it's not a, comment it's not like any sort of commentary kind of exposes the bigots <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like you can see now that like the guy on youtube who's complaining about race swapping in the show he's just a racist mm-hmm. because there's there's literally like it's it's literally just a person in a show there's no commentary on race there's no nothing you're just upset that they showed that person exactly you're just upset that that person exists. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like I said, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is something where I was like, if if I want to talk about it in the way that I that I I quickly realized, oh man, it's like I'd have to almost get like a write a research paper. like multiple sources because I think that there is a good way to politically read shows. And I think that it's good and valid for people to have reactions and express those reactions to shows. Yeah. I think that there's also a, an, an opportunity that needs to happen where 
there can be good discussion based on those reactions and those readings. And I think that there's a, a huge variety in the expression of that Mm -hmm. where I think what gets me are the poor expressions of critiques like that, Mm -hmm. that just seem to be reactionary without being thoughtful versus like actually being thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, and, and those keep coming up. Someone in my, in my circles on social media got dragged. You, You haven't seen tar. Right, the Kate no. Blanchett movie. Somebody made a comment about the ending being racist, and it just feels like if you read the ending as being racist, it's just a bad reading. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm very sympathetic to people watching something and having a reaction to it, but I do also find value in deepening that conversation. I don't think maybe I'm the one mm-hmm. to do that in sure. some of these. That that that's where it's like, yeah, I think I'm happy to probably sit on the sidelines and 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 read it uh, and engage in it. But um, but yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. I on. guess yeah. I guess my point was just that, like I said last week, I don't. It just doesn't seem like it's something that the show is at all interested in. I, I think in you're talking right. about, and, and and I think it's it's something that when you see it done well, like I I do think that there is an aspect of including someone as a, as a means of quote unquote diversifying your cast because corporate told you to. Mm -hmm. And then there's a way of doing it that feels like, Oh, this is not tokenism at all. This is actually a really well done story. That's thoughtful. And isn't like, yeah, let's let's. It's it's like the the horror movie, right? Who's the first character to die? The the, mm-hmm. the black character, right? Where you, you see a story that actually understands the story it's telling and does it smart, versus yeah, a movie that's like, oh, we didn't know that 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 was a trope. <laughs> what what did, there's a show where they did that, right? And like the makers of it, I feel like last year the makers of it were like. Yeah, we didn't even know that was a trope. It's like, <laughs> yes, you did. You you can't pull that card. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I, th- I think you're right. It, it just exposes the bigots. Yeah. All right. So this week we got uh, when when we are when we are in need. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He looks so bummed. Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, when we are in need, what did you think of the episode? I like the episode. You, um, yeah, kind of your standard fare. I have a lot to say about this episode. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I just want to give, really like the episode, have a lot to say. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. The first thing that, that I wanted to, to, to mention, I really sat up when the big bad or the villain of this episode was revealed to be a Christian, mm-hmm. like a preacher. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bring everything I have to this episode. <laughs> right. I'm going to bring all my religious background. I now went to seminary. We're talking, right. I was like, you know, what? I'm actually going to give it my all open up my notes app on my iPhone. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm really going to try and analyze this and, and get some, get a perspective when did you realize that he was the bad guy as soon as the episode started well 
initially I was hopeful that this would be like a representation of how would a actual like Christian professing mm-hmm. preacher mm-hmm. be in the apocalypse. And obviously when he lies to Ellie, he's like, let me tell you how I know everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And his friend has pulled the gun on her. Then obviously I realized, oh, he's, he's bad. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of me that was hoping that it was, he, they're going to subvert the whole trope and have him be like <clears throat> a Christian put in a tough situation who ultimately is like a good guy, but maybe the situation is forcing him to make a bad decision mm-hmm. as opposed to being what he was, which is just a pure evil. Bad guy. <laughs> so this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> I, I, I was ready for all that only to be only to realize that I don't think in any other piece of media has the fact that a character been a Christian mattered less mm. than this. Mm-hmm. It really did not matter that he was religious. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get that feeling too? Like in the end, it didn't really have anything to say about his religion. Oh, of course. I mean, that, that's what I've been saying. That's what we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's li- everything is literally just to tell a story. Exactly. It, and it's not right. There's no commentary, which is bizarre, but... <laughs> You know, whatever it's. Yeah, I was like, I, I wonder how in de- like, how are they going to portray? What's his background? And all that, and you realize like, no, he's just a so psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't even quote that much scripture. He doesn't even really. Yeah. T- he doesn't really even really care. It seems. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it did make me think though too. Like, what are the people going to him for? Like it really did. I ended up not having any analysis on the religion of the episode and mm-hmm. the character, and more just on the leadership. Why would they follow him? Why are the people following him? What is he really? Yeah. What kind of leadership is he evidencing? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I think outside of it just being, he's a preacher. I guess it kind of somewhat naturally answers you know what i mean like obviously there's a certain group of people who are going to look up to a preacher and and find that person to be a very natural leader you know what i mean um so it seemed to sort of fulfill fulfill it from that angle i guess but yeah it's just like i said it's just like it's just a character trait he also said they came to religion after uh-huh. the well, outbreak. Well, yeah, I guess you could also th- like. I don't know if any of I don't know if any of it's true at all. Like, yeah, is he is he religious at all, or is it just a face for everyone else? It made me think that you would be. It seems like there would be two reactions, and this is what I was trying to anticipate. Like, number one, that you would view yourself as an extension of like God's judgment. Mm-hmm. The apocalypse is God's judgment. I came to faith after this. <clears throat> Therefore I need to help the cordyceps. I need to help the judgment of God mm-hmm. because now we are like, we're beyond the grace God. And now we're on the judgment God, you know, type, mm-hmm. type of idea or that you would see, see the, the need for more, like grace in the face of all this horror. Um, you, you realize like apocalyptic events have happened throughout history. I mean, back 
in the medieval times, especially the Black Plague, but even any localized war probably felt like the end of the world to your little village. Mm -hmm. You didn't know what was happening outside of your village. You just knew your village was all on fire or whatever. And in, in reaction to that, you do get a lot of like church history of like Christians running into those, those places Mm -hmm. to try to like administer last rites or healing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, it, it just struck me like, he doesn't respond either way. He doesn't, there's, yeah. there's no response from a religious perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so the episode ends up just kind of being a, um, I don't know how you, how you would describe it, but it's, it's basically just a, an hour long character reveal of who this guy is. Um, the, were you, I liked the episode. Uh, let me <laughs> let me clarify. Like the episode, I thought everything was handled perfectly. I thought all of the reveals were were handled perfectly. I thought the way it started to where where the where David started to where he as a just like a preacher or whatever to where he ends up, which is just an all out psychopath, cannibal, pedophile, insane person. Checking all the boxes. Yeah. I, I think that that. Um, scale or that ramp or whatever was handled great there was Mm. never one point where i was like oh that seems sudden or out of Mm. nowhere right with that being said the cannibalism was like a shock to me Mm. did did you see that coming i mean it's one of those things where it's like you hear it and then looking back it's like oh there's a million signs pointing there's a million signs yeah but no it it was a shock too okay yeah Yeah, because that even when that showed the ear i was like Okay. Well, well, <laughs> <An> I, <ear. laughs> I literally when had to I have somebody ear, say it. <laughs> when I saw the ear, I got it. I remember clocking when they bring the deer back and how everyone responds. Right. I remember thinking, well, that was really weird. Yeah. And, and right before when they're prepping it and the guy mm-hmm. walks in, he's like, it's venison. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Like what else? What could she think? And she seemed so miserable. Yeah. You know, getting it. And I was like, that looking back almost feels too heavy handed. Like they almost pushed right. it yeah, yeah, too yeah. much. The other thing too, it looks like every preparation of the meat, no matter what they do, is just disgusting. <laughs> it doesn't look like they do it. Like again, they're in the apocalypse, so yeah. maybe they don't have have access to a lot. But I've never seen worse looking food on screen sure than that like even when he sits down to eat his big plate it's like like raw red yeah pretty nasty meat uh and someone on the subreddit pointed out that the episode opens with the preacher um uh, performing a funeral right basically for the little girl's dad right or some sort of the ceremony. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, we can't bury him until spring, right. but they can't bury him because they, they ate, ate him. him. See, I didn't even, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have oh, ever yeah, thought no, of that. I, yeah. That, then I got to the end. I was like, oh, they, they, that, that could have been his ear. Yeah. Um. What, what now, what, and maybe this is just because of like po- po- where we're at politically. As soon as the episode opened with, a a preacher, and then him talking to a little girl. I was like, "Oh, he's a pedophile." <laughs> That's the twist. <laughs> yeah. the The other thing is, um, 
like I would love to pitch go going back to like what we were talking about to like kind of the the over the 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 less thought out political reaction to shows. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted to like immediately pitch the New York Times an article that I would write and just have it called like did David have to be a teacher? <laughs> right. Could the last of us not read the room and see the teachers have it really tough right now? You can't make him a pedophile teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like, and that's the thing, teacher turned preacher, he's got to be a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I noticed while watching the episode, I don't, and I don't know, I guess what I need to figure out is how much of this is like placebo effect? How much of this is just because I know the show is based on a video game and how much of it is like natural storytelling. But there are a couple sequences in this episode and there's, there've been some in like uh, probably all episodes, but specifically there's a couple sequences in this episode where I'm watching it and it's like, it feels like this was designed for a video game. Mm. Like the the scene where Joel has to sneak around Mm -hmm. and kill the people who are hunting him. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this I'm almost positive. This is something you literally do. You have to sneak around and murder eight people. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, when Ellie's in the room with, in the burning Burning food hall or whatever. Yeah. 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 That also felt like, man, this is very much a video game sequence. Yeah, and this is the first time where I saw a lot of screen grabs and, like, uh, comparisons. Mm. It seems like they did do a lot straight from the game. Yeah. This episode. I know that they've done a lot before. But, yeah, like, the burning building with Ellie, that seemed to be almost shot for shot. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do want to make a promise to you and, and a promise to anybody listening. If I ever write a script, I promise you that I'm going to put in there a line, like in this episode, I would have had David go back. Ellie gets the medicine. They get the deer. Mm-hmm. They drag it back. And then I I'll, I would have him say, yeah, she's not going anywhere. We'll go there in three days. Uh-huh. To just give Joel three days of penicillin. Oh, right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I will I will write in just a little more for your suspension of disbelief. Right. I will I will do that for you. Yeah. Because this this episode definitely cut the corners on the suspension of belief. Sure. Like another big one. Can anybody Explain to me why David would give her actual medicine. Yeah. Why? Yeah, especially if they just plan on killing Joel anyways. It makes yeah. no well, sense. Even when he comes back with the medicine. Well, if they're planning on eating him, right? They don't want poison in the body. They don't know what he what happened to him. I guess. She just wants medicine. He doesn't even ask, like, oh, did he Yeah. Did he get shot? Did he get stabbed? They well, don't he, know. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. The, he he ultimately wants Ellie. He knows this guy's injured. Yeah. So you would just say, 
okay, Ellie, you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. Why would he let her go with the medicine? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, it just doesn't make logical, but you need him to get medicine. Yeah. Well, right, because that's how Joel... Joel also goes from being comatose to hunting down eight people and torturing a couple of them <laughs> and, like, beating them up. So, And listen, you know. I don't know if this is going to make it into my script, but I will at least write it, and I'll, I'll have the director cut it. Uh-huh. I'm going to write it where, like, Ellie at one point would be like, <clears throat> Joel, you got to wake up. I can't keep cleaning off your shit. I can't keep wiping your ass. I can't keep wiping your ass. Joel, why are you, why are you pissing so much? Sure. Like, I just love when a character's like out for two days. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to put this blanket on them and we'll deal. You might he, as well be in like a cryogenic <laughs> chamber. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like covered in his own yeah. shit and piss. Yeah. Um, You know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm at least writing it in there. Um, But yeah. Uh, the guy that played James, did you know this? Troy Baker. Yeah. Joel from the video game. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I did my, you're not slipping anything by me. Okay. I know everything about this episode. Uh, so the episode, so at some point the confrontation in the jail cell Mm -hmm. when Ellie gets out and breaks his finger, breaks his finger, bites him, right? Do we, I don't think we, I don't think it's been addressed specifically. If Ellie bites somebody, do they turn into a zombie? Exactly. So she bit him and it was only like a minute. So we don't, like, you wouldn't turn that quickly. Right. No matter what. And then what, he dies 10 minutes later, basically. Yeah. So I don't think there's enough there to know if he got turned. Mm -hmm. Um. The way that I understand it is that she would still test positive. Mm-hmm. Well, she did test positive at the beginning of the season. Right. Meaning that there's an active agent in her mm-hmm. body. And again, probably enough to confuse a dog. So mm-hmm. I, I can go with it that the dog wouldn't smell it on her. But... I would think that she'd still be, like, able to transmit it. I would think. Mm-hmm. That's my take. What's yours? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know how diseases work. Like, I can tell you all about diseases. Being immune- You want to know about Prion's disease? <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a disease. Oh, I thought all- that was a fungus. <laughs> mm, I'll tell you all about it. Um. Isn't it though like I guess I don't I guess it it's kind of serves whatever purpose the storytellers want it to serve but like once I get the flu right I'm sick for a couple weeks and then it's gone and out of my body and I don't actually have the flu in my body all the time and it's a part of me but I'm able now to live dead. with it you know what I mean it's out of my body or it's dead in your body. It's it died. It it lived. As but, and then it eventually has to cycle out, right? It doesn't just stay there. Yeah, but I mean, for a while, that's that's kind of what uh, the the flu vaccine would be, uh-huh. right? It's it's a dead strain of it. Yeah, injected into you, but then your body can recognize and then protect against. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to say. No. And and this is not a vir- this is a fungus. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I don't think she does. I don't think she's capable of turning people into a uh zombie. Prion disease are transmissible, untreatable and fatal brain diseases in mammals. Mm-hmm. I got sucked into this prion thing through the Last of Us Reddit. Mhm. And it's terrifying. <laughs> and I don't know why people have not already written a end of the world scenario uh-huh. based on prions. But well, it sounds like can, that's what this is. It it is. It is. It, it can like it, it's I don't know that it's primarily in deer, but it can really affect deer. Mm-hmm. And it can make I'll just tell this this horrifying story that I read that I can't get out of my head mm-hmm. and is as horrifying as anything I've seen on The Last of Us. Somebody posted a video of a deer walking through a field and then randomly rearing up, flopping on its back, and then like running from mm-hmm. its back, like just its legs going, going, going. And somebody in, in the comments was like, Prion's disease, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, I have a buddy who's a hunter. He said he saw a deer smash its head against a rock to the point that it its brains were exposed and then it walked out into a river to drown itself. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? A n- can you imagine seeing that? Can you imagine <laughs> watching a deer smash its head against a rock sure. until its brains came out and then just walks into a river? Yeah, it's terrifying. God, it's the most, I can't. But it's so, like, rare. It's not going to happen, you know what I mean? 300 humans die to this thing. Untreatable, always fatal. 300 humans a year? A year. I mean, there's 8 billion people in the world? That's what I'm saying. But this thing, right? Like, cordyceps in the the world, all of a sudden, like... Temperatures go up a degree and cordyceps can live in our bodies. Yeah. Prion, who knows what they need to do? Maybe prions are doing it right now. Adapting, evolving, right again to your brain, make you smash your brain to a rock. Uh-huh. Or your head into a rock. If you if there was a zombie disease, would you want to be a zombie or would you want to be killed before you turned into a zombie? I would live for as long as I could, but ultimately I could see myself sacrificing myself to a zombie willingly and being like, like I wouldn't fight it is what I'm saying. I probably wouldn't like So if you got bit, you wouldn't kill yourself. You just let yourself become a zombie. I'd let myself become a zombie. Yeah. Listen, I don't know what that life is. Oh, you know what? That's terrifying though. If you had like some awareness, but, but, but not. Yeah. But I mean, hey, I could just be living in like it could be kind of blissful. Uh-huh. It, it, it could be a... Um, uh, Maybe it's like what the preacher was saying, where the fungus is love, and they're trying to make their own the fungus society love, or whatever. Baby. Yeah. Just be part of it. Okay. What, what would you do? I need to grab a tissue real quick. But yeah, sure. would you kill yourself, or would you turn yourself... Let yourself turn? You know, I... I was thinking to myself that I would let myself turn until you said, what if you're somewhat aware afterwards? And that sounds terrifying to me, but that would be awful. 
Yeah. I guess my uh, another question I had too is at what point do you just die and at what point do you are you still alive to become a zombie? Like is um what was Joel's uh partner's name? Um Anna Torv. Anna Torv. D- does she Tess? Tess. That sounds right. Does she get annihilated? And well, she, and she that seems or does Oh yeah. Okay, well what about Not a better example? Yeah. What about somebody like you know what I mean though? Like like this you see the scenes where someone just gets their guts pulled out. There has to be a moment of transition uh-huh. where you are aware but not in control. If I understand the way the cordyceps work, mm-hmm. it's a parasite, basically. Mm-hmm. The way that works on a ant. That's where I first heard about it. Planet Earth. It gets into an ant, it travels to its brain. Mm-hmm. And then it makes the ant climb to the highest point, at which point it basically kills the ant and then explodes out of its head yeah, yeah. and grows out of mm-hmm. it. When that ant is climbing up, the ant has to be aware that it's not in control. Mm-hmm. There has to be, like, I don't, I don't imagine it to be like a clean break where, like, I get bit and then all of a sudden... I, I'm, uh, I'm unaware. Mm -hmm. I feel like, no, there has to be a moment where you're like looking out of your eyes, watching yourself do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, um, Henry and Sam. Right. You know, like he's sitting on the bed. I just have the feeling like there's a chance that when he first attacks Ellie internally, he could be saying like, no, don't. Right. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which that would be horrifying, mm-hmm. but eventually you have to die, and then eventually you have to be like, well, that, that's the thing they say here too, right? Some die quick, some last twenty years. Uh huh. You know, the, the the cordyceps, the infected, don't all have oh, right. a normal shared life cycle, right? But my question is, at what point do you? At what? At what? At what point do you die and not come back as a zombie? You just die, right? If you die. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, If you're infected, you can't just die. Like, yeah. like, eventually you will. Right. Okay, so this is my scenario. Yeah. One person that's alive. Okay. Right? Five zombies run in, mm-hmm. attack this person that's alive, eat their guts. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Whatever else, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Is that person just dead, or do they come back as a zombie? Um, Does no, there that, have to be a do? Do they still have to like function as a human to be able to come back as a zombie? Right. There is a. I think there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. What you are describing, I would compare most to the mall zombie. The mall zombie. To me, the one that was on the floor struck me as a dead guy mm. that then fungus infected and took years to activate him. Mm-hmm. That he was not someone who was alive leaning on the wall mm-hmm. as the fungus slowly grew towards him. Sure. You know? 
So in that case, I don't know that he was probably ever aware. I mm-hmm. think that he was like a puppet dead body being moved by sure. the cordyceps. But I do think that there are probably some people who, like Riley, she got bit on her hand, arm. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a transition time there. Yeah. Where, like, I bet that she is still... Why would she be dead in 24 hours? Uh-huh. Why would she be dead in 48 hours? I think that she could be still be aware, but she obviously is not in control of her body anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen the video of the snail that has like a parasite in its body and it's like strobing? It's, yeah. Oh, that makes me want to. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah. The, the other thing that I'll say too, is like, think about what humans can be aware of through like normal illnesses that there are people whose whole bodies have shut down, mm-hmm. but they're still aware. And I feel like that's how cordyceps could work too, where you literally could have no access to your functions. Yeah. But you're but you're you're still aware. Did you hear about this kid that ate a slug? And it killed him over like 15 years or yeah. something? Yeah, t- tell me again really quickly. He ate a slug on a dare, became paralyzed and died. Uh Sam had developed rat lungworm disease from the infected slug, changing his life forever. Rat lungworm disease is caused by a parasitic worm called something scientific. Rat lung. As the name suggests, the parasite lodges in the lungs of rats and is later excreted in poop. Along comes a slug. Can you imagine snail. that journey from a lung to an yeah. intestine? Humans can be infected if they eat the raw or undercooked contaminated animals. Da 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 da. But yeah, crazy. Over the course of. Yeah, however many years, he basically becomes a vegetable, you know, and then just dies. Yeah. Crazy. It, it's out, like, you you hear the horrifying flesh-eating stuff mm-hmm. where people, is that just in, like, close lakes? Has somebody got that from the ocean? Where I know people have gotten, like, it'll just eat your flesh. Mm-hmm. And then there's the horrifying things that'll, like, swim up your... Uh, Swim in your privates. Mm-hmm. Lodge in there. <laughs> Horrifying. Like a tick. Yeah, on your butt. On my butt cheek. <laughs> uh, how did you, did you ever think like, oh, that where did it come from? That came from the dogs. They go out there in the back in that tall grass all the time. Then you, you, you ride on them or? No, I mean, Mabel gets on the couch and sits and next sit. to us. Um. Yum. Checking myself for ticks. What did you think of Ellie's arc throughout this episode? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that's the thing that we've already praised the show for a few things. Number one, the restrained use of the infected. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they are, with one episode left, do you feel like they should have had more infected or do you like how restrained they've been. Yeah, I like how it's been. I, I think it's it's clearly it's just not um it's not a sh- zombie show, you know? And in this scenario, you would go up north, correct? You'd go somewhere where it snows heavily in the winter. Mm. 
Why? Do you think that has something to do with the zombies? There's no way the zombies will move as easily and freely in high snow uh-huh. than they would in warmer climates. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they get sunburned, though. What does that mean? The sun is in the hotter climates, and it sunburns hurt. You can, you can get burned by the snow even worse. I guess. Anyway, I'm totally going north. If this happens, like, it's the same thing with The Quiet Place, uh-huh. that movie, where the monsters went by sound. Uh-huh. I'm living by a dam, or I'm immediately mm-hmm. moving, mm-hmm. like, under a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Just someplace loud. Yeah. And here, yeah, you, you go north. Seems like the people up north have it better than the people in the south. I don't know who in this scenario would be like, I'm going somewhere warmer. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, restrained use of infected and very restrained use of Joel and Ellie. Mm -hmm. They understand the moments that you need. So last episode, it was her just, well, two episodes ago, it was her just choosing Joel again, Mm -hmm. right? He's back in the morning. I was going to steal the horse. I want to give you a choice. And she's like you, and you're like that. Yes. I feel that. I feel Mm -hmm. that connection. And in this, it, it it's a few moments on just Ellie, and then it's the culmination where Joel calls her baby girl at the end. Right. That really got me. Mm-hmm. But just Ellie's journey, it all paid off to me. Yeah. In, in this. And the scene that I keep thinking about was when she breaks um, Paul, Paul. David. David. Mm-hmm. She breaks David's finger, and as he's leaving, she's like, Ellie, and he's like, what? She's like, Ellie, I'm the girl that broke your fucking finger. Right, yeah, tell and, everyone. Yeah, tell, yeah, and I love how, like, all she did was break his finger. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what she could do, and she did it. It's like, that's, yeah. that's such a great, I believe her. I believe that character. I, I believe that moment. I at no point was like, she should have done more. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that's all she could do, and she did it. And she's defiant yeah. in the face of David. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was handled in a really kind of kind of like what I was saying about how David's journey went from being just like preacher to just an all-out psychopath. But there's never one moment where you're like, it feels like he's crossing a line or whatever. I felt that same way about Ellie's... Uh, arc throughout this episode where it's the beginning when she's first taken to the 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 town or whatever it seems like the idea of her getting out you know on her own is just seems completely unplausible but by the episode by the end of the episode she's you know that she's got her way out and it all makes sense and it all seems possible and i i really liked that she did it on her own. It wasn't about Joel exactly doing coming it, in, coming and saving her. She got, she did everything herself. Uh, I thought that was a really, I really liked that a lot. The, the other thing too, is I truly believe the character, the reason why you don't want a character to do it all themselves is because you have to be traumatized by mm-hmm. that. So by having another adult character come in and save a child, you protect the child's innocence. You get to continue 
your storyline and not have to think about, well, what did it mean that this character was almost raped and then almost eaten <laughs> and had to kill two fully grown adults mm-hmm. in a chamber where they were going to cut her up and eat her. Yeah. This show makes you feel like that's part of the story they're telling and they're ready to tackle that. Whereas mm-hmm. yeah, other shows are like, we're not doing that. So the adult character comes in at the end, shoots them in the head, mm-hmm. you know, picks her up, carries her out. But right. no, it's like she had to do it all herself in a burning building. And she comes out and she is, like completely traumatized, mm-hmm. like completely. The only thing I would have changed about that, I think she should have been bloodier. <laughs> From all that stabbing she <laughs> did, she came out with just like a few specks of blood on her face. It should have been. She like should have been like in Carrie territory, a Tarantino movie, covered head to toe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. the The other thing too is, did you at all? I have my own theory. But did you at all wonder why David didn't put the fire out? I wondered why it they didn't address it. it even with like a, a even with like a quick him just being like, Ugh, and and showing he just looked at it and then moved on. But yeah, it's kind of like again. Very video gamey, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like the scene has started. You have until this place burns to the ground to kill this guy, mm-hmm. basically. And if it if it if it progresses too far, you die and you have to restart. start over. <laughs> Go back to checkpoint. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. My my feeling was he probably would see this as a need to. Um relocate the people again sure yeah and um and so like let it burn also i did get the sense that they weren't in their main town this is where they go to kill the people and butcher them so they're Mm -hmm. they're kind of either at the other edge of the town right or maybe even outside of the main town sure correct yeah i think that makes sense yeah so i kind of got the sense too that he was like we can also find another house if we need to. Yeah. This is just one place. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 but that did strike me in the moment where I was like, he kind of looks at it twice. And it's like, yeah, David, you're going to just put, <laughs> you gonna put it out? Just pull <laughs> that. It's pretty serious. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to, all you have to do is pull that curtain down and yeah. stomp it out. I yeah. think you're good. I thought maybe he's going to grab a fire extinguisher. Do they still have those? No, nope, it just keeps just... going on. Um, all right, so next week is the last episode. Mm-hmm. Where are we at for the finale? Uh, you were talking about going north. Um, like where do I think they're they're gonna go? Yeah, where are they going? Are they they're still trying to find the fireflies? I guess right. So they're on their way to Salt Lake City. Was mm-hmm. it Utah? So they're going to Utah. Yeah, I mean, it makes you think, like, are they going to go back to Tommy and yeah. just let, let him Yeah, rest that's true, because I, I guess I expected Tommy to be back at some point this season. I don't know if this is true, but I think the finale is 45 minutes, hmm. which to me, again, they, they did that with Severance. 
Mm-hmm. Where it's like the the finale is one of the shortest episodes. I don't know what that's about. I'll take that over the Stranger Things. Yeah. The finale is two <laughs> episodes Four that are five hours, hours long, long combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will definitely take that too, but... It, and and you know what? I'm not even saying like it's a bad thing for sure. It's strange. It's a different way yeah. of doing finales where growing up, it was always like, oh, get ready for the 90-minute finale. Yeah. And now it feels like the last episode, you're like, oh, yeah, 38 minutes. Yeah. Okay, okay, a lean 38. All right, I guess. I'm okay. Um, it makes me rethink if I if Joel's going to be dead at the end of the episode. I now think This that, season? Yeah, I now think probably season two. Uh-huh. You think he's in season two, you mean? Yeah, like, if this is a lean finale, uh-huh. there's no way that you're going to have him die and have her deal with his death. Yeah. I so def- you're either going to end, I think, on like, right. a, he's dead, or, you know what I mean? But definitely season two will have to pick up with, like, Joel continuing to bleed out, or Joel. Oh, see, yeah, I don't see them ending the season on something like that. To me, it, it feels like, I mean, that's it's what they've done all along, where it's like they kill their characters like like when they're re- when it's ready, when it's time to kill them. They don't drag it out or So you don't think it's season one is game one, season two is game two. Um No, I think season yeah, I think season one is game one. But so I don't know the game. I truly don't. Uh-huh. But I know I know the story. Uh huh. Well, then you should know that that doesn't happen until game two. Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I here's here's the thing. I for as much as they are subverting, uh-huh. I feel like that subversion has also laid out its own roadmap. Yeah. And. I have my own theory that I think is like a real theory, not my other theories. Okay. I think I know exactly how it's going to, how this season's going to end. I think I know how the whole thing ends. The whole shebang. I think. Okay. Um, do you want me to, you're talking like if there's eight seasons, this is the end of the eighth season. Well, I definitely know how this arc ends Uh season one arc, which it's making, I find it interesting that it's game two. Like, I thought the timeline would be more clean. I mean, TBH, um, I don't know what the timeline is. Yeah. I know the major things that happen. I have no idea what, in terms of the journey they're on, what part of the game they're at. Let me hit you with my theory. All right. Okay. So, and I promise, I did. I have not read up or watched gameplay or anything. Mm. But I feel like you know that it's not going to work out with the Fireflies. That has clearly mm-hmm. been set up. Joel doesn't like them, really. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about a few episodes ago, there's no centralized structure for these things. There's no centralized FEDRA umbrella agency. It's individual FEDRAs. It's mm-hmm. individual fireflies, right? And um, it's not going to work out. They're going to realize Ellie... Is immune, mm-hmm. but in order to make whatever, they're going to have to kill her. Mm-hmm. And Joel won't let that happen. Mm-hmm. So Joel will fight 
and die mm-hmm. getting Ellie away from the fireflies. Hmm. That is, that has to be the, the end of season one. Yeah. That, that like that's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. but but looking at if it's a forty eight minute episode, yeah. and we have to have him go because I mean yeah, what, what's the other narrative? The fireflies are good, and Ellie doesn't have to sacrifice. Yeah, she's a little girl. No, they're going to be like we we have to harvest all her blood. Like yeah. that's what it's going to be. You know, um, there's no way that that happens in forty eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I guess. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing that's weird about it, too, is ever since, was it episode five when he got stabbed? Maybe episode six? Ever since they went, they left Tommy's village, we've gotten these sort of sidetrack episodes, right? Like the narrative hasn't moved forward at all since they left Tommy's village. It was, oh, I was supposed to go. stop doing that. There <laughs> sorry. <we go>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I love being your tile coach. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the flashback to Ellie's origin story, basically. Mm-hmm. And then this episode where they're dealing with the cannibals. Yeah. But still no progress in terms of, yeah, getting to the fireflies. Right. So <laughs> it almost feels like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we just had another one of those. And it's like the episode ends with them getting to, to the, the fireflies, fireflies and it being like, you don't know what to make of it. Yeah. If, if this followed, like if you're writing this from like a believability standpoint, which mm-hmm. They definitely have jumped it with his injury. Mm-hmm. He should not be as mobile as he is right now. There's no way two days of penicillin injected into this infected ass <laughs> stomach wound. You know what I mean? Been sewn up by a teenager. Sewn up by a teenager <laughs> is like enough to get him mobile. Sure, enough to to be like okay. So obviously, the next episode is not going to be him a mile down the road, again, collapsed on his side with his infected wound, mm-hmm. right? So this is clearly, he's getting better. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I would still feel like you'd have to write him going back to Tommy. Why wouldn't they? The fireflies are gone. I got wounded. Yeah. We need to go back. Let's rest up. Let's get a new horse. Sh- Shimmer's dead. Mm-hmm. Let's get a new horse. We, we now know. Uh, let's regroup. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do that. They're going to go straight to Salt Lake City, which means they're going to encounter the fireflies. And are they going to do that all in 10 minutes and then give us 30 minutes of everything going to shit? No, you, you got to then have like, oh, we made it. This is good. You know what I mean? Like we, we got to pay some stuff off. And his death has to be like a big moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. So do you think like me that it's just going to be like, a travel episode with them finding the fireflies and then roll credits in season one. And they're not going back to Tommy. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. Um, although, like I said, I did expect them to go back to Tommy and I guess I did expect a little bit more, um, 
elaboration on the river of death or whatever. Well, this can't be the end of Tommy. Yeah. And my other thought was that they were going to reveal the deep, dark secret of that group, Tommy's group. Yeah, 43-minute runtime. Yeah, I know. I no longer think that anymore. I think what we're going to get is them finding the Fireflies in Salt Lake City, them running away from the Fireflies in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. them going back to Tommy, the mm. Fireflies following them back to Tommy, mm. and a clash of sur- you know survivors mm-hmm. over Ellie. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's going to be season two. Okay. We shall never surrender. Okie dokie. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to touch on the episode? I thought Troy Baker did a good job. Yeah, I thought Troy Baker was good. Um... I the, thought everyone was good. It yeah, was the great. Food was unappetizing. David was a good villain. Um, I thought they've they. I just really like how they've done everything, and I uh, liked um, how uh, Joel handled the interrogation scene. Yeah. Right. Oh, we didn't Where talk about like, the interrogation. Yeah, scene. he tortures the guy, gets all the information he needs, and then just walks over to the other guy and Thanks is like. The- Popped just his kills him. kneecap. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, just beats the guy to death, which, yeah, yeah good. And I thought, that, I thought that was great. Handled great. I thought Pedro Pascal was really good. Um, the one other thing maybe that I wanted to mention. Um, Hamburger. Talking about the show, how the show is not inherently political. Mm-hmm. They could have made a big deal out of the fact that Tommy's people... Or the commune, mm-hmm. it seemed to be doing really well. I think you and I misidentified what Tommy was building. I remember this. Didn't you say? And I think I agreed with you that we thought they were building a gallows. Yes, they're they're setting up the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, they, I could have yeah. sworn they were getting ready to hang somebody. No, Tommy's on Christmas tree detail. <laughs> oh, boy. Nope. You might want to bring that one-star review back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We really got that one wrong. Like, wait. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. So, anyway, they they are the commune. Mm-hmm. They're working on Christmas trees. They're living living it up. And they're the communists. Right. But they're also very, the whole, their whole first encounter with Joel and Ellie is threatening. Very threatening. Yeah. But you, you have to be threatened. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. To me that, and that's what I'm saying. Like ultimately I was excited because I thought that they might show you here is like a true believer. Here's Christianity in the age of the apocalypse. This is what it would look like. And you'd have to get your hands dirty. Yeah, you know what I mean. That you'd you'd all be dead if you were like we're here to shed Christ's pacifist light on everybody. Shout out to his family. But the communists are the ones who are thriving. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the religious 
Christians eating people are eating people Mm -hmm. that you would totally, I think, have a situation where where another show would be like, you know, put one of the Christians in like a MAGA hat, you know, (laughs) right? And like make it much more explicit. The like, oh yeah, look how quickly the the Christians fall versus the communists. But this show just kind of puts it, and I don't even think the show is as aware that it's doing that. Want a break from the ad? I don't think that the that the show is is aware that it's doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's just like you said. I think it's just telling a story and the fact that yeah, the Christian dream people, the communists are living large is the nature of the story, not mm-hmm. <clears throat> not an in, intentional. It's not a com- it's not commentary. Yeah. Um, with that being said, the other thing I realize, you know, what I like in podcast episodes Hamburger. when. People break for an ad and no ad happens. It's been happening a lot on the besties. It's been happening a lot on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like we should do that too because I hate ads in shows. Uh What I realize I love is a show. It makes you feel like, you know, they they took it out for you. Like you're special. (laughs) Hey, so here's an ad and then the episode just keeps going. Yeah. I also love that there's usually no break. It's just... No pause for an ad. So, Justin, what do you think? Right, yeah. It's very, uh, yeah, this is a YouTube video. One hour of silence occasionally broken up by, want a break from the ads? <laughs> that started auto-playing after my uh, That's what you, you, chomp sound effect. You listen to to fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. Want a break from the ads? Anything for Anything for my princess. <laughs> All right. Crippled. We have to keep our country gate. Crippled. We have to keep our country gate. Crippled. Why the fuck you lying? Bye bye. Bye bye. Really, really quick. Did you? I don't watch The Daily Show. Not 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 the Daily Show. Last week tonight, mm-hmm. all the time. John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver. I'll pop in every now and again. I popped in on his AI episode, but he just did a Ron DeSantis episode. Mm-hmm. Did you? You you didn't see that little? Mm-hmm. He shared a story that somebody who went to college with Ron DeSantis, where he met his wife, shared, and she said that, um. Ron DeSantis would go on dates and purposely pronounce Thai food as thigh food. And if you corrected him, he would stand up and leave the date because he didn't want a woman who would correct him. Oh, my gosh. So he would just say, you want thigh food? And thigh food. And if you said, do you mean thigh? Yeah. He'd be like, I'm out of here. That's wild. I mean, you wonder how much how much of those stories are true because it makes sense for like who Ron DeSantis at least projects to be. Mm-hmm. But it seems so insanely not real. Like there's no it's, way there's a human that does that. But then you look at Ron DeSantis like Maybe. Yeah. 
Bye-bye. And God bless the United States. I love you. I love being your title coach. Bye-bye.